Here's three episodes from March 2021. One of them is about reparations. and I, So I did two reparations episodes that month. I guess that was hot in 21. March 21 was also during the Derek Chauvin-George Floyd trial. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave those out because uh, if you didn't hear, Derek Chauvin was found guilty. So that's what's up. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I was listening to some news and they're talking about um, unaccompanied minors coming to America. I mean, I guess the there's a whole bunch more than there was under Trump. Under Biden, there's more coming in than there was under Trump. And so they're having to, I don't know if they're putting them in cages or not. You know, those cages were built by Obama. But anyways, the kids in cages, that kind of stuff is kind of happening again. Um, I guess the Biden administration says if you're under 18 and you cross the border, then you will be held until they can find someone to take you in, in America. So, you know, it's if I was under 18 and I lived in a country that it was not doing well, that's what I would do. I would go do that right away. But what it really makes me think about is is that people should put their money where their mouth is. Like, if you support, you know, these kids when they get here, you should support them before they get here. So, I think, you know, anyone who, th- you know, so either, either you don't let them in, or you should help them come in, right? You know, I mean, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And so I think, okay, like I've heard, I've, I don't know if the stat is exactly right, but I've heard that something like half of the, like, I don't know if it's the women or the underage girls or both. It might be half of the females who travel hundreds of miles and then, you know, come across the border. Half of them get raped. And so, like, this is a, I think they're start, I think they're calling rapes, if you have a whole bunch of rapes, that's a genocide now. So, basically, it's kind of a genocide going on there. Not killing people, but raping people. And so, I mean, that's that's intolerable, I think. No matter how you feel about immigration, that's intolerable. So, what we should do is we should decide how many immigrants we want, you know, what country we want them from. You know, don't leave it up to chance. Right now, it's like, leave it up to chance, and those are the ones that come in. We shouldn't leave it up to chance. So say, you know, we're getting, I don't know, 100,000 immigrants from Guatemala each year. Well, we should just, we should, we should say, okay, no more immigrants from Guatemala can come across the border, but we should start sending, you know, 747s to Guatemala. Pick them up there, you know, pick them up there, test them for covid you know, give them, give them, you know, make sure that they're fed, make sure, uh, you know, make sure everything's great and just send 747s to Guatemala and then, you know, bring back a hundred thousand people from Guatemala using, uh, you know, using airplanes. It's, it'd be probably cheaper to fly them with airplanes than it would be to deal with these kids in cages stuff or kids in containers, whatever Biden's doing. So, you know, and then just decide that for every country, you know, okay, Guatemala, is a hundred thousand or a million or whatever, and then just do that for every country. You know, we can, you can bring people from the other side of the world with an airplane. You know, we can bring people from, I don't know, the Congo or Sudan, or you know, uh, the bottom of South America or the, who knows, the Inuit. We could bring in, 
whatever the heck is in the remotest parts of Russia. And we can bring in people from everywhere. And they won't get raped. We'll make sure that the COVID stuff is okay. So just put your money where your mouth is. If you know, if you if you think that immigration is okay, then just you know, then do it. Then make it okay. Basically, it's not okay. If you think immigration is okay, it currently is not okay because people are getting assaulted and all sorts of terrible stuff are happening, drowning in the river. So make it okay. If you think it's okay, make it okay, and then it will be okay. Okay. Thanks for listening. I was thinking about the asylum seekers. Now, if you're an asylum seeker and I guess you deserve asylum per our rules. I mean, you probably have to change our rules. I think our rules are like, no one deserves asylum. But if you come here, you can, you know, it used to be you could wait in America, wait, wait outside the, the holding cells in America until they got to your case, which, you know, took them like a year. And then they said, oh, you don't justify for asylum, but too late, you're already in America. So, or they, you know, or they just hold you for a year in like a cell of some sort until they, whatever, kick you back across the border or they, you know, probably depends on what country you come from. So basically they should write the asylum rules so that um, the correct people who deserve asylum get asylum. It's probably a lot, I mean, my goodness, there's probably tons of them. Who knows what, you know, some countries that are in civil wars or whatever, they probably, every one of those people could probably apply for asylum or you know, think if a woman can say that, you know, she's domestically abused. Well, okay, she's in. Uh, I mean, you know, they're not going to go send cops to investigate. But I think that, you know, that's something that can be done well on the Internet. And even poor countries got Internet now. So, so, you know, you just, in the poor country, you got a woman who's being abused or says she's being abused. She fills out a form, you know, they're like, okay, that meets our asylum rules. And uh, so when we send the 747 down there, we will, you know, you can get on. So, we, you know, we could really, I mean, we could really get the right people with it. If we want kids, we can get kids. We can get old people. We can get any kind of person we want, you know. It'd be like, just fill out a form on the internet, and we'll get all the, you know, we'll get all the, you know, the huddled masses, or whatever it says at the base of the Statue of Liberty. So I was reading an article from MSN called, uh, Chicago suburb to become first city to provide provide reparations to black residents. And it's pretty interesting. So it's, uh, I mean, I think Chicago, it's like all one city. But anyway, so this is a place called Evanston. It's a part of Chicago. And I don't know how rich they are. I have, I have a feeling they're probably, yeah, they got a picture. It's got a picture of a Mercedes. Yeah, they're rich. <laughs> so it's a rich neighborhood. Anyways, their plan is to give money to people who either were black people who lived in Evanston in 1969 or are descended from people from Evanston who lived there in 1969 because I guess they had some sort of, you know, there was, I don't know, redlining or I don't know if it's redlining, but anyways, they were, you know, it sounds like black people were not given loans, um, maybe discouraged from buying homes in the good neighborhood, you know, all the, all the classic stuff that, they did prior to 1969, apparently. Somehow 69 is the cutoff. There's a law that was passed, probably a civil rights law. And it's pretty funny. They're going to provide, they're going to come up with the money by taxing marijuana. So that's a little weird. So they're going to tax marijuana in Evanston, Illinois, and then they're going to give that money to black people. 
and they, they're saying they're going to give them $25,000 and they can either use that to pay their mortgage or for home improvements. So it sounds like it can only go to homeowners, which is a little strange, but who knows? Maybe that suburb is so nice, there ain't no renters. I don't know. I don't know about that part. I mean, there may not be very many black people there. I mean, you know, marijuana taxing is not going to pay for humongous reparations. So I don't, I don't know how they figured out those numbers. Um, I think that's, you know, I mean, if if that city did bad things to black people in 69, or 69 and prior, I mean, especially the ones who are still alive, right? I mean, there's no reason... Yeah, give them the money, you know, like we screwed you over in 69, you know, you, you could easily be alive today if you were uh, alive in 69. You know, and if I guess, you know, whatever, like I was born in 73, so if you were born in 73 and your parents got screwed in 65 or whatever, yeah, sure, give that person some money too. Uh, you know, Coleman Hughes talked about it and he's like, you know, reparations, like, you know, why are you get, you're going to give me money for something that happened to, uh, you know, something that happened to my ancestors 150 years ago. So, you know, why, why, you know, some per, one person did something else to another person 150 years ago. It's a little strange to be giving me money now. But on the other hand, this is talking about stuff that happened, uh, you know, it happened to people who are alive right now. So that, I think that, I think that makes it quite different. It's a harder, harder sell on the other one. I was looking up like how many, how many Americans were slave owners, and I think it's depends on how you look at it, but it's like about one and a half percent to seven percent of people back in the slave owning days were slave owners. And obviously, most Americans, I think, moved to America after 1865. So, you know, the amount of people who are descended from slave owners outside of African Americans is a uh, going to be small so you know you're going to all of america has to pay for that and maybe you know maybe america does have to pay for that but anyways this one's a little more concrete i like a concrete thing and they're saying i guess two other cities in america have tried to do it it was concord rhode island and uh someplace in north carolina anyways and they've whatever they've been talking about it i guess one of them passed a law or drafted a bill but they didn't pass it the other one, the mayor said, "Yeah, we're gonna do something," but he hasn't done nothing. So if and this hasn't passed yet, no one, no one's gotten their twenty-five thousand dollars yet. So if they do, I think that'll be the first one. And then, and they're calling it like, I don't know, the title of the bill is I don't know what, but it has reparations in you know one of the words in the title is reparations. And so then there's a group, I don't know. This article mentions a Facebook group. It's just like. I mean, anyone can start a Facebook group. That doesn't really mean anything. But anyways, they mentioned a Facebook group who's against this. And they're like, this isn't enough. And, you, you know, you got to, you know, all the banks that participated in this, we got to, you know, we got to take them down and blah, blah, blah. And uh, anyways, some people are just never happy. You know, like, here's a dollar. Screw you. Give me $10. I don't have $10. Screw you. But we'll see. I think, I think uh, you know, forget about those Facebook people. I think this might be a good thing. I mean, it just makes me wonder, like, you know, what about the renters? I guess if, you know, I guess if you were a, if you lived there in 69 and you still live there, you probably are a homeowner. But maybe some people are staying there as renters, so. 
Maybe you have to do it like that because, you know, <laughs> if you have one city in America that gives $25,000 to every black person, there's going to be a lot of black people that are just going to move there. It's like, hell, I'll move there. Not me. One might think, I'll just move there for a year. You know, I'll, I'll get that apartment. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go there. I'll get an apartment for a year. I'll get my $25,000 and I'll move out. Who knows? You might live in the city next door and be like... Heck, I'll just go stay at my friend's house in Evanston and get my mail delivered there and get my 25000 So maybe that's why they're limiting, limiting it to uh, homeowners. Okay, thanks for listening. So I've been enjoying the Meghan Markle, Pierce Morgan uh, fiasco. Um, I'm sure everyone knows Meghan Markle is one of the is the new uh, part African American princess in the royal family over in the in Britain, and Pierce Morgan is, I guess he's he's like a news guy. He hosts uh, Good Morning Britain, uh, which is like Good Good Morning America, I guess over there. And he used to have a CNN show. And I, I'm not sure exactly. I guess Pierce Morgan he kind of gets in trouble a lot. I think he's. I think he was like a woke person, but anyways, maybe he's like woke, but maybe he's not woke. I think he just, uh, he kind of goes his own way, and uh, whatever, he doesn't doesn't have a super ideology one way or the other. It's not right wing or left wing, although, seems like I heard him say left wing stuff that's pretty stupid. But anyways, he, uh, so Meghan Markle went on, went and did an interview with Oprah, and she basically said that, uh, Someone in the royal family was racist. And it's like, well, who was it? Well, she wouldn't say. So, anyways, you know, it's it's, it's not looking good for the royal family. They're, they've been called racist, kind of as a group, basically. You know, was it like some super rando 20th in line person? Or was it, I guess we know it wasn't the queen or, or her husband. So it's someone below, you know, was it Prince Charles? He's like... Spouting the N-word all day long? Anyways, we don't know. So, she said she didn't feel welcome over there. Her and her husband, Prince Harry, they moved to America, Canada, then America. And they used to be really popular in Britain. Like, everyone loved her when she first showed up. And, you know, they all loved Harry beforehand. And they loved her as the new bride. And had a big fancy wedding, but I think people have kind of soured on her. You know, the the royal watchers, people who like the royals, uh, kind of soured on her because they're like, uh, "We're leaving. Uh, we don't want to be a normal type of thing. You know, normal type of royal. You know, it'd be nice if you could keep giving us the money while we go to America and don't go on the, you know, charity missions to wherever that the royals normally go on." This was rejected by the royal family, and uh, anyway, so then Pierce Morgan, so he has some sort of history with Megan. I think maybe he was friends with her for a while, but then he started criticizing her, and then the other day he went on there and he's like, I, I don't know, I don't think he called her a liar, I don't think he said the word that starts with L, but he basically is like, I don't believe a single word that she is saying, like nothing she is saying is true, so he called her a liar. 
and then I guess people started a petition saying fire him, and then he said, uh, I'm quitting, you know, by coincidence, I haven't, I'm quitting <laughs> the day after this petition hit his bosses, so anyways, he got fired, one of the things he said was, he didn't believe her when she said that she was suicidal, like, you know, she was hanging out in all these palaces and uh, felt like people didn't like her and she, whatever, got depressed or whatever and started having suicidal thoughts. And like I heard that thing. Before I heard about Pierce Morgan, I heard that. And I'm like, that sounds right. And then she's like, you know, she's also like, and all these royal people are racist. And I'm like, that doesn't sound true. I mean, even if they are, they would never, ever say anything to her to give her that impression. I mean... Jeez Louise, they're pretty, the royals know how to act, if they know, they don't. They know, may not know much, but they know how to act, right, you just keep your mouth shut, so I think she has some emotional problems, and, uh, I mean, you know, you can't be a princess, you can't go to the UK and enjoy being a princess, you got some sort of emotional problems, it ain't, it ain't because of racism, it ain't because of the... It ain't because of anything. It ain't because of anything but something that's inside your own brain. But I do believe the part about her suicidal thoughts. So, I don't know if Pierce Morgan, Morgan would have been okay if he's just like, she's a liar. But he didn't say she's a liar about the suicidal thoughts. But I guess he said that part too. And, uh, whatever. He's out of there. And, for whatever reason, it's a huge story. We'll see what happens. I think that Harry and Meghan are not going to be the giant success in America that it was looking like they would be when they left Britain. Like, but you know, when they left Britain, everyone loved them. And then because they left, people are like, I don't know about these people. But, you know, but it's like, well, they were so loved in Britain, maybe they'll be so loved over here in America. And uh, I don't think this interview with Oprah helped that at all. This is like, I don't know, like she's trying to jump on the George Floyd bandwagon or something. Listening to someone talking about her privilege, it's like, <laughs> there's almost no one, there may be no one else on the planet more privileged than Meghan Markle. I mean, if you just think about all the things, you know, an actress, a princess, rich as heck, whatever. And she's complaining. But, you know, let me tell you, if you're a rich person and your toast falls on the floor with the butter down... You can complain. That's fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. It's not like, oh, you're so rich. You can't complain about that toast falling on the butter. <laughs> toast falling on the floor with the butter down. You can buy more toast. There's people in Africa who can't even afford toast. Or they can't afford butter. Anyways, that's silly. Anyone can complain about anything they want. You just don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Twitter handle, at AntiWokePodcast. I'm at 49 listeners, so if you tell an enemy and that enemy starts listening to this podcast, I will get to 50. So tell those enemies. Thanks for listening.